Welcome to the Reality of Verbal Therapy podcast. Today we're going to be talking about our kidneys. On our panel we have Dr. Michael James, his son Scott James, who both are clinical herbalists, and again, my wife Lynn Applegate is joining us. Yeah, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility. Let's talk kidneys. Well, I'd rather talk bladder. Okay. Uh, you know, it's pretty hard to talk kidneys without talking bladder because it's the urinary tract system. And to define what we're going to talk about, <clears throat> we're not talking about illness. Now, we may end up talking about illness, but what we're really talking about is the system, the urinary tract system. Because what we're wanting to do is to have that healthy, because when it breaks down as far as its nutrition levels and, it's, and it toxins build up, then we begin to get uh, kidney disease, uh, stones, um, all the other things that are assigned to urinary tract problems, okay? So what we want to do is to kind of help everybody understand how to keep the urinary tract healthy, okay? And if you're already having probably problems with your urinary tract, with your kidneys and your uh, bladder, how to get on top of it and get it back to a healthy state. Because a lot of people, because of dehydration, <laughs> nobody drinks water anymore, um, a lot of people have walk around with a little bit of a bladder infection or um, a yeast infection for women and other things like that just because there's, there's not as much urinary health. And it's one of our systems that gets rid of a lot of toxins out of our body. If our kidneys aren't functioning or our bladder aren't functioning, then we aren't excreting um, some of the toxins that we actually need to get out of our body. And it puts a heavier strain on... Our other excrete, our other organs, excretory system. system. It can put a greater strain on our skin and um, on other places that get rid of our toxins. So it's it's really important to have that system functioning properly. So simply, let's define how it works. Okay, we have kidneys, and they're in the our, our lower back, and those kidneys have a blood supply, and that blood supply brings to the kidneys the blood, and the toxins are filtered out in the kidneys. Uh, toxins that need to leave, <clears throat> then the kidneys uh, transport the, the urine down to the bladder. The bladder is stores it, and then it is excreted. Okay, that's basically, real simply, how the system works. Now, if the system has too much calcium floating around in the bloodstream or uh, all kinds of nasty stuff, um, it, it can clog up the kidneys. Now, a lot of times people will think kidneys are uh, subject to uh, sickness real easy. They are one of the strongest, most healthy, most virulent systems there is because they bathed in urine all day long. I've had patients come in to me and they'll describe my symptoms, a urinary tract infection. I'll say, you have a urinary tract infection. 
Now I just say, yeah, you're an attractive problem because they'll say, a lot of them will say, oh, no, I just came from the doctor. And uh, they said uh, I didn't have a urinary tract infection. Well, where does infection begin uh, to be a problem? From uh, one to a hundred, does 20 per, uh, I mean, was 20% uh, working where infection starts? Is it 30? Is it 40? Is it 50? Where along that line of 100% effectiveness or 100% um, working, where does infection begin to grow? Now we're talking about urine, okay? And, and uh, a lot of times people will, will not even treat the problem unless it's a urinary tract infection. But I'm saying we need to have a healthy system because let's say 50% functioning is where infection happens. Well, if, if it's sneaking up to 50, you need to be helping yourself so that it doesn't go into an infection because then you have more problems to worry about. And recognizing um, the symptoms of actually having any problems in that system because uh, a urinary, sorry, a bladder infection is very noticeable generally. <laughs> it hurts when you urinate and there's some pain in that area. Kind of like urinating through a sponge. Exactly, but kidney infections aren't always as obvious because they're not situated where a lot of people would know. You get lower back pain and um, it hurts to go on a bumpy road. <laughs> and people um, think it's just a back problem. Exactly, and think it's a back problem, but it can very well be your kidneys acting up. And so they're ignored uh, for a long time. And in ignoring your kidneys, they end up getting worse and worse. And then eventually you get the major symptoms of uh, kidney infections and other things like that. Well, we, we, I, I see regularly uh, women that have a urinary tract uh, infection or a challenge during the their cycle because the body's processing things differently. And... As a matter of fact, the, the ovaries and the kidneys are just almost sitting right on top of each other. They're very close association. So a lot of times when the female organs are not healthy, they will literally rob nutrients. I believe literally rob nutrients from the kidneys to help them menstruate and function properly. And then, they, then they, people end up getting a, a, a urinary tract problem because of the nutrient sharing or pirating uh, during that time. And a lot of people see taking care of the bladder and the kidneys completely separate, but it's one system that takes the same nutrients. It's uh, when we take care of it, we use bladney infection are the main things that take care of anything in the bladder because bladney goes in there and it smooths all of the membranes and the kidneys and helps them to function properly, encourages the proper amount of liquid to move through them because sometimes the kidneys are like, oh, I'm done. And they don't move through as much moisture as they should, so you end up getting swelling and other stuff like that. And there's but, another, I'm sorry. But the bladney helps to encourage that moisture to move through properly, but not overly <laughs> make it so you just urinate too much. It also helps to strengthen the, the sphincter at the bottom of the bladder so you can hold in the proper amount of urine so you don't have frequent urination. It helps with the whole urinary tract system synergistically so it actually functions properly. You said something I want to make a remark about because I want to move on. Um, I have had people that have uh, incontinence. They just, their bladder, they cough, they, they walk, they jump, whatever, and they have incontinence. And, you know, a little bit of urine sneaks out of there. One of the things that I found over the 30-some years I've worked as an as a alternative health care practitioner is that food combining will stop that. 
if you food combine properly, uh, incontinence is significantly decreased. Now, I don't know why, but it does. It really, really does. So, so if you're inter- if you have that problem, find one of our podcasts that talks about food combining and and study that and try to practice. It. Okay. Now, uh, uh, we'll get back to the urinary tract. Well, um, some of the other things that really help with the kidneys are uh, parsley tea. Parsley tea is awesome. You don't think of parsley as very medicinal because it's, it's in your cupboard. It's not nasty either. Yeah, you think yeah. of parsley as a spice, a very mild spice that you put on things. You don't, or a mild herb, but it's really a strong medicinal plant when it comes to dissolving stones. Not only kidney stones, but also gallstones. Um, in uh, my herbal text, when I was studying herbology, there was a, a guy that had a, a kidney, a gallstone, um, probably about the size of a golf ball um, in his gallbladder. And the doctors yeah. told him they had, would have to remove it by surgery. So he and, physically had it? Yes. Did he pick it up with forceps? Oh, no. <laughs> they, it was in his uh, gallbladder, and they, they, uh, the doctor told him they would have to cut it out. And he started using um, parsley tea. And within just a couple of months, you went back and it was gone. And, and dissolved. Cam- chamomile has that tendency to do that too. And chamomile is is known as a real good uh, herb too. So how much of that would somebody need? Are you saying you drink one cup of parsley tea a day? Is it cold? Is it warm? Is it Well, parsley wet? tea is so mild. When you have an issue like that, especially if it's one that you really want to take care of, I would mix it up and just flavor your water with it. <laughs> drink Drink it instead of your water for a while, and it'll make a huge difference with just cleaning it up. Just And plus, water absorbs into your system a lot better if there's an organic material in there. Like squeezing some in. lemon in there. Yeah, squeezing some lemon in there. It helps water absorb better. So it just aids in absorbing. And the flavor is really mild. It, it's not going to be really bad. And chamomile is one of those that tastes awesome. Uh, I've, I've had patients have a real problem with chamomile in it. They, they can't make a real dark tea, so they didn't think they made any good medicine. Chamomile makes a very, very light amber tea. Now, another thing we need to realize, in America, we have a real problem, is that people do not drink water. Now, a lot of times people think, well, I, I have frequent, I'm urinating all the time, I need to quit drinking water. That's a, that's a wrong thing to do. That's a wrong thing to do. The urinary tract, needs to have water now there's a, a thing about doing too much but if you try to do too much you'll probably be about right and then another thing we have in america today <clears throat> when i was a kid and it wasn't that many years ago my my kids look at me like a mansion soda pop was occasionally used and never thought about using at, at breakfast. You go nowadays. You go to a restaurant or go on some place, and people are ordering soda pop for breakfast. Now, to me, as a kid, uh, uh, that's just incomprehensible. But there's people that only drink soda and coffee, and those type of things are very, very damaging to the urinary tract. In fact, it's not all the chemicals that are in soda pop like caffeine and different things and sugar and stuff like that. The, the carbonation. Uh, carbonation dehydrates the body seven times for every cup of soda you drink. You have dehydrated your body seven cups. So with this amount of soda that drink that the people actually drink, 
uh, they should be dust. And also, our bodies are large, largely made up of water. We're largely made up of water. It's one of our major, um, not nutrients, but our major ingredient we need for our body to function properly. It's what carries nutrients. It's what keeps our, it's a main constituent of our blood and everything that's in us. If we aren't drinking enough water to regularly cycle that through, if, then our body has to recycle whatever water it has. <laughs> it can't get rid of it. That's why you're not urinating as frequently because it's just going to recycle your your water over and over and over, and it's unable to get rid of the chemicals. So what's your guys' um, suggestion on how much water a normal adult should drink? You say enough, not enough? Well, the reality is your body to function properly is going to utilize a quart of water for every 40 pounds of body weight. At least. Now, if you're in an area where you're sweating a lot, that goes up. Okay. So if you aren't using that much, if you aren't taking in that much water, then your body has to recycle it enough to make up that difference. Now, I've had people that I put on that much water and they, they just whine, they whine and complain that they're going to the bathroom a lot. That goes into another problem is that when the bladder receives the urine, if the urine is acidic, then the then the bladder views it as, oh, I got to get rid of this. This is not good for me. So it causes frequent urination. And most people that have frequent urination just they they and then they're done. They trickle drip and, and they don't. The bladder doesn't hold a large quantity of urine, and, the, and that's pH. Now, if the pH is above seven two to eight, and the urine, yeah, the urine pH is between uh, eight and seven two. Then the bladder sees it as a, an okay fluid and will store it until it's about ready to pop. So you're saying the the better our pH, the less frequently we'll have to pee if Absolutely. we're drinking enough water. Absolutely. Unless you've got a baby sitting on your bladder, and then that that's just up for grabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wife, if somebody has problems with that regularly, if they got some pH strips and tested to see, okay, is my pH messed up? Is my whatever? That they may be able to fix that. That would right? make a big difference. And food combining balances pH also. Vegetables it? and fruits help that. And uh, I just tell people if they've got a real acidic problem, just take a teaspoon of baking soda a day. And that's however you get it down. You can mix that in a gallon of water. You can take put it, it all capsules, at once. You, can put it in capsules. you just need to get a teaspoon of baking soda because that really helps with pH levels. Now, let me tell you a story Someone about your mom, seeing how we're yeah. a family here. Well, uh, mom. Uh, one day when she, she was when she was pregnant, carrying one of you kids, and she was pregnant her whole life with the eleven kids we've got. She said, "You know, if I lay on my left side, I don't have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom." And I thought, "Oh no, that's not happening," because then you begin to swell and things like that. And in pregnancy, that's not a very good thing. So I told her, "No, you can't do that." And she she was compliant. She understood when I explained that you know she needs to urinate. So uh, we need to pay attention to our bodies, you know. And a lot of people don't realize what urination actually does for our body. It's getting rid of toxins. So if you're at first, when you're first starting to drink more water and you're getting rid of, a, you have to urinate a lot, that's good because you haven't drank a lot of water for a while. It's getting rid of all the excess water that it's had to recycle for a while and all of our extra moisture, it needs to flush it out. Well, it's, uh, I've got it. I've got a mother-in-law living with us, and she, uh, we just brought her down of where she was living, and she needed a little extra help, and she was, she is diabetic, she's class 
classified as fourth, fourth, third or fourth stage kidney disease and different things like that. And we started to clean her body up, feed her properly. And we noticed with the herbs that we're giving her, and bladney is one of the formulas we've given her, because when we first got her, she just puffed up like a toad, her legs. I mean, her, her skin looked like if you touched it, it would pop because it was so full of fluids. Well, a short period of time, we got rid of that with, with bladney, helping us realize she's processing water a little bit differently. Then we noticed that she was urinating sand, literally sand, not sand enough to bother her and not in large enough quantities that she couldn't urinate, but she's clearing out her kidneys. And I suspect next time that, you know, uh, her urinary tract is checked that she doesn't have third stage kidney disease because right now a problem that we have in America today is people believe that calcium is the wonderful thing that they ought to do so they take a lot of calcium and another word for calcium for calcium is is uh marble you've seen beautiful buildings and that's marble on the outside of them well they just grind it up and stick it in a pill and if it's not done properly people don't utilize it but calcium alone is useless because bones and that's the reason they're giving it to it for bone health bone density there's 11 nutrients required in the bone and if just calcium alone, the body can't process it. So then the urinary tract gets involved and plugs up all kinds of things. Don't take a poor form of calcium. PM minerals are uh, that we have is formulated properly to, to nourish and, and make bones healthy. But she's got, she's got sand coming out of her urine and also her bowels. It's like she went to the beach uh, and it's cleaning it up. Now, I'm not saying the bladney takes care of uh, third stage kidney disease, but bladney helps nourish, strengthen, and make the urinary tract healthy. And the urinary tract is not designed to have sand in it. So when it gets healthy, it gets rid of that kind of stuff. Well, also with grandma, I remember because I helped take care of her sometimes too. When she first came, she hardly drank any water at all, and she was always wanting a soda. And we stopped that yep. real quick. And we stopped the we stopped the soda and like the the soda drinks, and got her to where she was drinking quite a bit of water. And we actually she drank more water and had faster results when she did, like you said, with that baking soda in the water. It well, she really, drinks more water. So it did, yeah, with the baking soda in it, she actually, not because of the flavor that she drew more, for some reason her body wants more because of that added, I don't know, it just makes a difference. And something I want to mention along the water line, <laughs> along the water line. The water line? Yeah. If you, um, Guess urethra. if you drink, say, half a gallon a day, your body's going to need to get rid of half a gallon of water. So does it get used to it? You got to get rid of what you drink. But you have to realize that if you don't use it, your body's going to have to recycle, like I said. So you have a choice. If you're acidic, that little that half gallon of water may come out 50 times a day if you're really acidic because it's going to drop it. Or your bladder can hold that in probably three or four times. If there was a problem that I have, it's that I, I personally do not drink enough water. So I understand this problem. Uh, I have a, you have a, a sibling that drinks two gallons of water a day. The reason she drinks two gallons of water a day is she has a propensity to have urinary tract problems. She doesn't take bladney every day, 
she drinks more water. Now, if she ends up not drinking water and, and not taking care of herself, then she will take bladder infection. But water, 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 water. Now, a lot of people are freaked out about drinking too much water because it'll flush out all their electrolytes. Um, and, you know, we'll some like, fruit. <laughs> with, if you aren't eating something good and bringing in electrolytes and using um, good quality salt and other things like that and getting a good mineral, then you are flushing out some of those things because there's uh, sodium and chloride as it moves out. And runners are usually worried about drinking too much water when they run. So then do we do great Gatorade? Is that what we do? <laughs> no, if you want to restore electrolytes, you're worried about drinking too much water. Use apple cider vinegar and honey. Mix it together. We call it tea honey. And you usually use two parts honey and one part vinegar. So you'd use a tablespoon of vinegar to two tablespoons of honey. And that makes a concentrate that you, concentrate that you put maybe two teaspoons of that concentrate a in a gooey, cup of water. sticky, nasty mess. Gooey, sticky, nasty mess that tastes really good. I had a, I had a friend that called it Hulk juice because he liked to drink it before he worked out. Mix concentrate, concentrate together. Yeah. And then just dump it in water, and that'd be about eight portions of water. Yeah. So okay. you do eight times. So the we have of water those recipes around. So how, if how, someone, so if someone, you guys are saying drink the water, take the bladney, all of that. If they do have something coming on, yet they work a schedule that they just, I know that school teachers have a hard time getting off and being able to run to the bathroom and just all sorts of things. <laughs> what kind of a would it be better if they're going to start doing something started on a Friday so they have three days for their system to kind of catch up with that ease it through the week or also, does it not make a difference? Well, let me share something about how effective Blabney is. Now, this is not to give you an excuse to abuse yourself, but um, we have nurses that come in for it and we have uh, teachers that come in for it. They can't always go and go pee. And they know if they're going to abuse themselves and not take care of themselves, they take an extra amount of Blabney and their bladder and their bladder and kidneys handle it which that's not what you should do. <laughs> you should be able to drink enough water that you can move everything out and you can go regularly. But if you take enough Bladney, you can handle not having to drink as much water, which is sad. I mean, it's, it's nice. It's so effective that it can do that. And then I've, you got I've me, known, got me scowling at you. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had several nurses that have come into our store and they've told me that's if they know they're on a day that's really busy and they can't take care of themselves, they take a lot of extra bladney, and they can make it through it. But it's not wise to continue to do that sort of thing because you're not only, your bladder and your kidneys may function and you're not gonna have an issue there, but your body has to get rid of those toxins somewhere else. So it's either gonna have to store it in fat, it's going to have to move it to your skin, it's gonna have to do a lot of other things to get rid of those toxins if you're not excreting them through your urine. So, I'm sick. You're going to doctor me. Uh, I, I drink soda pop. Uh, I eat very little. Uh, I've uh, urinated very little. Um, but I just don't, I got a lower back pain. What, what would you recommend I do? Well, first I'd make sure that it was kidneys. <laughs> um, now would you do that? Well, last questions. Uh, like are your bowels, your bowels can also cause lower back pain. So whether your bowels are moving as well. Um, My bowels but, function fine. I so eat, after determining. Every time I eat, 30 <laughs> minutes after I, I, I lose a load. So after we determine that it's the kidneys, the, the, I would always put you on um, bladney infection. And I would start out with 12 bladney a day. Yeah, yeah. And six infection. Wow. And Do you uh, take that all at once? No. How long do I take that? Until you feel better. 
So uh, that dose I'm going to be feel better in less than a week. Yeah, and much less than a week. Generally, if you get on top of it like About that, three days. you can feel better in three days. Sometimes it can be a day that you feel a lot better. Then after that, what do I do? I'm done doing that? No, then I'd back you off to maybe um, three bladney a day in one infection for it'd be best to maybe do that a month afterward just to make sure that you're you're not going to have it reoccur and and if it reoccurs what what would i look for that would give you a clue that it's reoccurred the the lower back pain coming uh painful urine well if it's in the kidneys generally it's going to be the lower back pain it's going to be um sometimes you can have lower energy um uh, some people get vomiting <laughs> Um, I've got low. I don't I never suffered from lower yeah. energy. And if it keeps occurring, we'd have to change your diet. Oh, yes. I can't drink. But that's seven, so, seven cases of soda pop a day. Yeah, I'm talking about the, the, that was herbs, and when you you always have to affect the diet 100 percent all the time. Um, you're fighting an uphill if you're drinking soda. If you're drinking a lot of soda, you're fighting an uphill battle. You have to get enough water. Well, if I don't have any energy, I, I reach for a soda. <laughs> what happens whenever an individual reaches for soda when they don't have energy is that it's, it's the caffeine's going to shoot them up high, but they'll have an energy level that's way high, and then they'll plummet. And then they'll go way high, and then they'll plummet. And that's the life cycle of somebody that uses caffeine to um, – control energy but when you get off of caffeine and you actually control energy by diet and um, using citruses and other things like that you actually come up to an even uh, field of energy and you stay at that you don't have those ups and downs and highs and lows and you wake up in the morning you have enough energy to do things and you throughout the day have enough energy you don't have to worry about oh I have to have something to lift me up because you have that energy naturally by eating good really yeah so by eating good so then you're telling me I have to food combine like my wife does? If you want to get better and not just shoot for symptoms. <laughs> shoot at your symptoms. So I'm coming at the other direction. So what you're wanting to do is for me not to have urinary tract anymore so that I can eat. Did you think it came from eating poorly? It absolutely can. From um, Sodas are number one contribute to it. Well, it just changed to coffee. <laughs> coffee is more acidic. Um, then, uh, then caught, then, sorry, then, um, sodas are, um, any green tea, black tea, white tea, or coffee are so acidic that we've had patients that have done everything, eaten right and done all, taken all the herbs and they couldn't get their pH above six. And when they stopped that one cup of coffee that they were drinking, it instantly went straight up to eight. So then why is the pH so hot, so important that to get it a certain range what's what's the deal about ph is potential for hydrogen hydrogen is um something that kills um bacteria in our body it's a main thing that we use actually to burn and um, destroy um, illness and bacteria and all those things in our body we need potential for hydrogen so higher the higher potential for hydrogen we have in our body the greater potential we have for being well and killing off of any illness that is in us. So you're telling me I gotta take a whole boatload, if I'm really got urinary tract problems, for two or three days I'm gonna have to take a boatload of affection and, and blood. Yeah. Then you expect the symptoms of pain and that to be gone. Exactly. 
then you want to put me on like a maintenance program to rebuild the nutrients and stuff in the system so that it functions properly. Is that what you're yes. telling me? Yes. And then I got to change my diet and I can't drink so much stinking soda pop. I don't know what to do. I don't like the taste of water. So what am I going to do? Um, How many times have you heard that with patients? <laughs> I don't like water. Uh, That's Dylan, funny no. to me because we have a little, we have a girl that rides to um, some of the youth functions that we go to. And my kids drink water like crazy. I have them drink a lot of water. And when she sees them pick up a bottle of water, um, I, I'm trying to think about how many ounces this bottle of water is. I think it's 16 about. or 12 ounces. 12 ounces, about 12 ounces. And my son will down two of those things. And she just, she's absolutely in shock because she said she would literally puke if she tried to drink even half of the, half of one of those all at one time. The taste buds have become so perverted. Well, hers isn't you know. just the flavor. There's something within her body. It reacts. I mean, if you are chronically dehydrated, if you try to drink too much at once, can it make you feel like you're getting sick? No, oh, it can make yeah. you throw up. Absolutely. And there's actually, um, whenever somebody has heat stroke or heat exhaustion, it comes from stems from dehydration. And then they and get what's, that. And what's the recipe? Salt. Yep. Nothing wrong with good <laughs> unprocessed sea salt. They use salt to rehydrate them, and whenever you start rehydrating them, you always use a little bit of water. You let them sip it water, but never chug it because they'll throw up because they can't handle it all at once. So that is a sign of major dehydration. If you can't well, chug water, you're dehydrated. Yeah, and then also with the dehydration thing, and you're saying that the salt brings it back up, that tea honey you talked about before, the honey and vinegar mix, when we've had kids that are extremely dehydrated because they had just gone on a scout hike or whatever, they would be very pale and sick and whatever. And we could give them tea honey and immediately it changed. Give, give us again the recipe out tea honey for people. That are it's listening. two to one. So one tablespoon of vinegar. Or 55 gallon drum. Or 55 <laughs> gallon drum to two tablespoons of honey or two 55 gallon drums. Um, and then you mix that together and it stores very, very well in or out of the fridge, just like that. If you don't add water, you could keep it in your purse, in your briefcase, on your desk, whatever. And then you add that to water to taste. So you're saying make the concentrated first. Yeah, you make the concentrate okay. and you keep that around. I, my, I know people that carry those, that around in a bottle for them and they, um, just add it to the, I, their water as I, they want it. I carry it around in a flask. Mm -hmm. And it makes a huge difference because um, just the nature of vinegar, if you got a good vinegar, it has a large amount of potassium in there that's a major electrolyte. And it has a lot of other minerals in it. And the honey is just so phenomenal. Every nutrient that our body needs is found in honey. Honey is awesome. If you get a good quality honey, especially a raw honey, it has all the nutrients that are known for man. It is a phenomenal thing for you. If you think Gatorade when you're dehydrated for electrolytes, Gatorade is nothing compared to it. And when they say athletes use Gatorade, they don't use Gatorade that you buy off the shelf. It's a completely different formula. It's mostly salt. That's all the Gatorade has is they add salt, and then they add stuff to make the salt taste good. You might as well – they used to have salt tablets. So when the guy was out working or whatever and he gets dehydrated, you take a salt tablet. Salt is our main electrolyte. The main thing that runs through our body is sodium chloride. But we need a good sea salt because we don't want just the sodium chloride. An unprocessed sea salt has every mineral that we need to sustain life and in the proper ratios. We need a lot more sodium and chloride than we need of all the other minerals. 
So if your uh, salt helps to really balance out your minerals, helps with aches and pains, and really helps to restore your electrolytes, don't be afraid of salt. We so if they put you on a low salt diet, you're more prone to dehydration? They have no clue what they're doing when they're doing that. Because sodium and potassium are co-nutrients. They follow each other. They're husband and wife. And generally when people have a reaction because they've taken salt, it's because they have not enough potassium to balance that out. So potassium comes from fruits. Uh, it's, it's an awesome nutrient. And uh, if if people would do more potassium when they're fearful of salt, they wouldn't have those problems. Also, now we um, can talk forever about potassium. We come to 30 minutes, folks. Look for our sodium potassium uh, podcast. Maybe maybe one day we'll do one. Thanks for being here.